All right. Uh, hello, everybody. We're gonna get started now uh, with episode fifteen. Getting up there now. Uh, although some of them have been lost, clearly. Uh, but we're gonna do a list episode. Uh, it's first uh, list episode of the year, so we're gonna be talking about our most anticipated for the year. I felt like that wasn't a word. Anticipated? No. Yeah, it, it's not. Our uh, most anticipated things of the year, although better known as the optimist list. Yes. That's how Sydney and I have been referring to it, because we find it hard to be optimistic about anything. Mm. So. Uh, I am joined, clearly, by my good friend Jack. Yes, hello. I ruined the introduction, intentionally. No, no. This is how we do the introduction. <laughs> I start talking, and then at some point I wait you, for you. you talk I, until I talk I until you interrupt. I need to interject more yeah. intelligent things. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am also here with uh, Sydney, uh, who's now who's now two episodes missed. Two out of fifteen isn't bad. You, you, you can't see, but I'm I'm shaking my head right now. If um if I said to you, Sydney, that you had to see a doctor who killed two out of fifteen of his patients, would you find it to be not bad? Mm. Percentages are only not bad, depending on like how high the stakes are. If I won, the stakes are particularly high here, though. If I won a billion dollars two out of fifteen times, I'd be pretty happy. It's good odds. Yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about our most anticipated for the year of whatever we did. Some of us placed like our own little restrictions on things. Um, I, for example, if it didn't have a date, I didn't put it on the list. Um, I am. Um... For mine, I didn't mention anything that had been talked about uh, previously in the like SodaCast awards that we did because we talked about some anticipated stuff then. Um, I also uh, like there's some stuff that I didn't put anything if it was a movie or a TV series that didn't have a trailer. If it doesn't have a release date, I'm a bit more okay with it than Andrew is. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I've got a sort of short list that maybe I'll, we should talk about at the end for this one rather than the beginning. Uh, yeah, I think that makes sense. Because I think with this one in particular, like once you start to eliminate stuff, it becomes yeah. easier and easier to start to like, yeah. piece together. I, I did have my five and six were so close that like normally the, tr- the trouble with these lists is coming up with like the number one or the number two. If you have like a really far ahead number one, mm-hmm. but my five and six were so close that I'm just like, even now as I look at it, I'm like, I could just switch them right now. Uh, so uh, I'll talk about six a bit at the end because I think that it it deserves it based on how close it got. Uh, Sydney, did you have any weird restrictions that you gave yourself? Uh, no, I didn't actually. I tried not to actually. I tried not to do things I'd already spoken about, but then I could not remember what some of them were. <laughs> so, I tried. We're not sure if it went through though. But she, but yeah, she, she I, tried. Yeah, I specifically thing. didn't do stuff from like the Sodacast Awards. There have I mm. have probably talked about one of these things at least. Yeah. Certainly, I've talked about one of these things. I didn't avoid that. So you are like you could go back and look. There's. Two things on my list that were on there. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Andrew's whole list is just a rehashing of 2018 because he doesn't <laughs> un- understand what anticipation and future and looking forward means. So, Sure. I mean, whatever you want to say. <laughs> It'd be really funny if you get to the end of it and everything is just on your list. It's just like, this is 
This is the thing we've already talked about. There'll be no, no conversation. Uh, I thought about if we'd done this last week that I could have had both The Good Place and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm, yeah. Oh, also, nothing nothing on my... I cut out, like, new seasons of stuff or, like, I don't like reboots anyway, but there's no reboots on my list. So, uh, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, but that wasn't a distinction that I really made. The I wasn't going to pick season three of The Good Place or the second half of season three of The Good Place or whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, well... Can we roll dice for who goes first? I was just going to, like, say Sydney and let her freak out internally. Sure, no, I'll go first. What? New yeah. year, new Sydney. Happy to go first. Yeah. You've locked this in for the next 26 podcasts. You are first, Sydney. <laughs> That's mean. No. But yeah, you can go first. Uh, I just you... never go first, so. I know, because you hate it. But, uh, quick question. Yeah. Are all our lists ordered? Minus. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yes, my number. Uh, it they're close because I don't get that anticipate like excited about stuff. I don't anticipate things that much, but they're pretty close. I would say six through one. I'm more like it, an eight ish out of ten. Hmm. I don't don't get higher in terms of anticipation than that anyway. Okay. Well, I don't anymore since Final Fantasy twelve. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's the game that ruined anticipating against me. <laughs> Uh, so okay. we'll do Sydney and Jack. Sag is uh, ordering system. Okay, sure. Uh, Sagittarius this season. It is not. Anyway. It's different. Okay. I know, but like the sound is similar. Anyway. Okay, okay. So my number five is a video game. It's Ori and the Will of the, Will of the Wisps. It's mm. a sequel game. Yeah. And it doesn't have a release date other than it's planned to be released in 2019. Mm-hmm. But I was watching the trailer and it looks very... It looks beautiful, and I like platform games, and yeah. it's something I can play on my computer, so pretty excited mm-hmm. about that. Did you play Ori and the Forgettable subtitle? The Blind Forest? What? That's an easy one to remember. No, I couldn't remember. <laughs> that was really? one. Like, I, I knew it was so a forest. I thought it was me. the Black Forest. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I play a lot of indie games, so they're all cool stuff like that. I guess. Uh, did you play that one, Sydney? I played a bit of it on my friend's Xbox, but I don't own it myself yet. Which is why I'm hoping to get it before the new one comes out. Mm-hmm. So I can play through them both. Although they're both platformer yeah. games. So. It's a very like, visually stunning title, for sure. Even more so than the last one. And the last one was really, really good looking as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot that that game was coming out. I really liked the first one. I don't like that kind of... It's like a Metroidvania thing where you gain uh, abilities and... Right, the first one. I Am don't I thinking believe of so. I think it's more of a. I might. I might be totally off base here because I. I played it like once. Uh, platformers in general are not really my thing. But I think it's more of like a straight Mario style thing. But I might be wrong. Mm. I've played it's a couple good. platformers that do that. Like um, Nihilumbra was not made by the same company or same theme, but it also does that you gain abilities as you go on type deal. Yeah, and they unlock different places. It's my mm-hmm. least least favorite game, like mechanic in platformers. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, the first one's super pretty, and I like these indie platformers because platformers are something that everybody can kind of enjoy. They're, they're really, I mean, everybody everybody can come in and play a platformer. It's a really easy thing to kind of understand the way platformers work because they've been around for a long time. Good choice, Sydney. Yeah. You've started the new year well. Listed as a Metroidvania. 
Yeah. I knew that I knew things about Ori in the Blind Forest. Blind Forest, yes, Ori in the yeah, Blind Forest. Yeah, good job. <laughs> it's like weirdly hard one to remember. But praise yeah. this early in the podcast. I'm All already right. winning. Um, my number five, uh, Jack's going to rail on me for, I can feel already, but that's okay. Uh, it's Game of Thrones, the last season. Um, like, obviously, I think a lot of people, most people would agree that... Um, the Game of Thrones series as a television show, I, I feel like it reached its peak hype um, either last season or the season before. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe I'm interjecting my own personal feelings into this because I haven't actually talked to that many people about it. Um, but I, I'm just like, I want to know how the fuck they're going to wrap this up because it like feels like they have a lot of things to tackle in a short amount of time. Mm. So like, I'm just like wondering where they're going to take it what's going to happen um i i last season for me like there were episodes that i liked and there were episodes that i was like all right i'm just watching this because at this point like sunk cost fallacy i'm I'm buying into it yeah the thing that you don't believe like about sunken cost you're like but this time yes well it's also Uh, like for for especially for television shows it's and, and with this thing, it's like, I never know if I'm going to get a good one or not. So it's like, it, you know, I, I'm going to watch it and then I don't, I won't know until after the fact that it was bad. Usually, anyways. It's different when it's like a new television show or anything, but if it's like a single bad episode, it's so hard I, to be like predictive of that. I have a theory about how this show will end. I think that, uh, I think Everybody that the has a theory. bad guys, I think that the bad guys will essentially all win. Everybody will die in the last episode will be Jon Snow dying and then he wakes up and he's in a church and he meets Locke from Lost and all the time they were in limbo. Okay, sure. That would be great. The greatest... No, just, it would be... The greatest... Awful. Screw you to... No. <laughs> to everybody that watched Game of Thrones. It's like, you know that unsatisfying ending from Lost? Here, have that again in your fantasy show. <laughs> or they sit down at like a restaurant to eat uh, and then music starts playing and it cuts to black. One of those two things. Is that a uh, Batman Sopranos. reference? Sopranos. Oh, Sopranos. I never watched Sopranos. It's just it's before my time, and I've never gone back for it. <sighs> There's a lot of anti-heroes now like, that make it a little bit less interesting to watch, I think. When you can watch Breaking Bad or The Wire instead, I'm like, man, watch those two things. <laughs> uh, sure. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Okay. It's my number um, five. I'm excited for it to end so people will stop talking about it. I mean, no, people won't stop talking about it because the the books have like, the final be, book hasn't come out yet. So it's also going to be prequel series. Going to be prequel series. Yeah, so. they they're they're already planning on filming a prequel series, which uh, we'll see. Kidding. Uh, so my number five is a game. Uh, sure. It is called Disco Elysium. It used to be called uh, No Truce with the Furies. It's a CRPG in which you are. Uh, a detective kind of going around trying to solve a crime. Uh, it has been reported on as the most ambitious RPG of all time. And one of the things that I really like about it, first of all, I have all of the skills up. Like there's four skill categories. They are physique, uh, motorics, intellect, and psych. And some of them are, for example, in intellect, you can uh, put your points into, Sydney, you will enjoy this. 
You can put your points into logic. You can put your points into rhetoric, encyclopedia, drama, conceptualization, and visual calculus. Uh, but the way that the skills work is different. Whereas in normal games, uh, you'll play the game and like you'll get a different dialogue option. In this, the skills actually like talk to you. You're an alcoholic because you're a detective. So uh, in a game, I'm not Gross. saying yes. I'm not saying all detectives. Just in the game, typically they're alcoholics. Oh. Uh, but the skills talk to you, and as you level them up, you become less capable of resisting their draw to do the thing that, like, they become compulsions. So if you have a very high drama, your compulsion becomes to be dramatic. And uh, there's, from all reports of the people who have had hands-on time with the game, it's really, really uh, detailed, and there's a lot of stuff that, like, you can just do the main story, and however you build, there's a lot of different parts, because it's this big open-world crime. but there's a lot of little stuff as well where, like, if you, one of the things I was reading was if you don't, you can find one of your shoes, then you're wearing one shoe, but you don't, like, get a bonus until you find the second shoe, and the second shoe is just, like, a thing. It's weird. It's a weird like CRPG. Negative from, from yeah, no, it just isn't. The it one. isn't. Okay, good. It, good. But you don't realize, like, the person playing it was like, then I was playing a different build, and I went to the same place to get the shoe, and this time I found a tie that I had never had before, and the tie gives me different things. Mm. So, like, it's that attention to detail that's really interesting. Uh, this game is meant to come out this year? Sure. Who knows? Maybe. Sure. It was meant uh, to come out last one, year. One of those things. What? Uh, uh, so what's it called again? One more time. Disco Elysium. I think I, I'm going to start, like, putting the stuff we were mentioning in, in the chat box. Yeah. So... It also has um, the graphic designer behind the game was a an oil painter rather than a game artist, so it has an intentionally kind of oil painting esque aesthetic to it. It's interesting. Uh, it's a very hard game to explain. If you're interested in CRPGs, uh, particularly ones that are a little bit innovative, uh, I would look up some uh, videos of people playing this and talking about it because uh, the trailer is fine but it doesn't really go into that it that well there's a uh, there's an interfacing stat skill which is like how well you type mm. it, it's very it, they're just weird there's a half light skill which is your fight or flight response there's a shivers weird. skill i've never i've never yeah. heard of this i like i don't know how i missed this somehow it's when was it announced? Uh, like in 2016 or something. Because it, oh, it used okay. to be called No Trace with the Furies, and they changed the name in May of last year. It just it looks so different, and I know that you're into CRPGs slightly more than I am, Andrew. And I think that it's the skill system looks really interesting, and I'm excited to kind of get to play that. My number five, Disco Elysium, or if uh, it's 2017 for you, it's called No Trace with the Furies. Isco Elysium. Are you criticizing the way that I pronounced Elysium? Maybe a little bit. Some people, that, that is a valid way of saying it. I don't know why, I just like Elysium better. <laughs> the way you're saying it's valid, but I actually think wrong. Anyway. <laughs> Sydney. What is your number four? Yeah, Sydney. Do the thing. <laughs> Okay, so my number four is something that my co-hosts aren't going to be too excited about. It's an anime that's coming out January 30th. Mm-hmm. It's called Minaria Friends. 
How do you spell that? M-A-N-A-R-I-A, and then the word friends. Anyway, so it is about these two students who go to prestigious prestigious magic school. Both of those are valid. (laughs) But he will tell you which one he thinks is more wrong. (laughs) I'd rather he not. (laughs) Well, like... One is the the British way of saying it. The other is the American. The right way. The wrong way. No. Other way around. (laughs) Sorry. So they go to a prestigious magic school. In, like, a world where men, god, and demons are, like, fighting uh-huh. and normally in battle, but at the school it teaches magic to whoever, like, doesn't give a f- hoot. Sure. You can swear. Give a hoot? Okay. No, no. Keep uh, going. I'll give a hoot. Don't make that a thing, Sydney. Don't make it a thing. <laughs> so it focuses on, like, two of the Academy students who are going to be, like, Anne, who's a princess, but a human princess, and then Grio, who's also a princess, but born from a human and a dragon. And it's like in the supernatural uh, category of anime, and it looks really interesting and really pretty. It's got a dragon girl in it. It does have a dragon girl in it. Should have known. <laughs> Why should you have known? That's something. not a... <laughs> in anime coming out in 2019. There's like always some kind of weird half animal creature. No, that sounds like somewhat interesting. What is the what is? Because it's so hard with anime. You can describe like the concept but then like what is the tone is it slice of life is it like um i watched the trailer which seemed to have like i'm not sure if it was just they wanted to animate that kind of dark like it's rated as an action adventure okay so like soul leader sure yeah probably kind of close to that in tone okay soul leader's cool so (laughs) yeah i just wasn't like it's it can be hard to tell yeah. sometimes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you could you could describe an anime as like a ghost detective uh, is like solving crimes for his place in heaven, and that's Yu Yu Hakusho, which is actually all fighting. Yeah, like it's, it's, a, it's an arena anime. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a good anime. But yes, also your choice that I've forgotten the name of, Married Man- Manaria. I Minaria keep thinking it's friends. Marina Friends, but no, it's clearly Manaria is a more, is a better name. It's Manaria. Why is it called Manaria Friends? Is I the don't school know. Manaria? No, the school's Mysteria, which is another title it goes by. It's either Manaria Friends or Mysteria Friends. It's accepting both for some reason. So I just it was originally uh, Rage of Bahamut, Manaria Friends. Of course. Based, and it's based on a social game. Which I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know either, but it looks is that, so interesting. Is that, does that mean it's based on an iPhone or Android game? Maybe. Okay. We can move on. I just got a message from someone that was just a gift saying heresy detected. It's a so. collectible, oh. collectible card game. Yeah, it's an iPhone game. A bad iPhone game. Anyways. Um, sure. Uh, my number four is uh something that I'm sure that maybe Jack, maybe Jack, but I'm sure Sydney hasn't heard of. It's uh Imperator Rome. It's a uh strategy game developed by Paradox Interactive. It's, it's their new one. Uh, it's kind of like a spiritual successor to um uh oh uh Universalis Rome. 
which is came out a while ago. It's like one of one of their older titles. Uh, and it's kind of a blend of some of their other games. It takes place in like the early uh, Roman period, so kind of a similar time frame to to Total War Rome. Uh, but it's not at all like that. It's very much a paradox strategy game. So uh, if you've been, so un unaccessible, if, if you if have not played them before, well, if you've been watching the Crusader Kings two streams that I've been doing, which you know they're on the Twitch still, and I will probably upload them on YouTube at some point. Um, like that, there's no like combat thing. It's it's all uh, uh, numbers and stuff. Although the the combat is is more tactical in this than in um, Crusader Kings 2, which is just like, I have more men, I win, uh, because of some of the stuff that they're doing. And it looks very interesting. Um, it's supposed to come out uh, the, early this year, spring this year. Um, and peop- there there have been several like play videos. Paradox is kind of weird, because they'll let you see stuff that I think a lot of other developers would consider to be like too early. Like, stuff where it's like, well, we haven't done the graphic yet, but, like, here's the stuff anyways, uh, as far as, like, video content is is concerned. Uh, But they don't do early access. But I've heard pretty much nothing but good things. People are like, this is a really good blend of of several of the other games. It doesn't go uh, too, too hard uh, as far as, like, the strategy is concerned. Well, in comparison to the other games, but... At the same time, it doesn't simplify very much, which is uh, like a uh, fear for some people is that like uh, every time they release the new game, people are like, it's going to be dumbed down. For, for I've the, put so much time into this. Don't let other people access it. Yeah. That's how they are. Uh, but no, it looks yeah. good. I'm excited. I saw this game. I just moved on with my life. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's a strategy game about Rome. Interesting. Scroll. <laughs> yeah if you like paradox games you're probably going to like you're every paradox like game it. that comes out yeah <laughs> like that's how that's how they work and if you, if if you haven't you, played if you're one, on the type you'll probably get like a couple thousand hours of this which is why i'm excited so yeah <laughs> all right my number four uh i think sydney if you play this game this might be your favorite game of the year if you can play it and in, like like you enjoy the gameplay of it it's about uh a little rural town where people are just trying to live their best life. They run shops, they do gardening, and their lives are heinously interrupted by a horrible goose, which you play. Uh, and it is Untitled Goose Game. Uh, uh, so the uh, whole right. premise of the game is that they're going through the world, like they're going through their daily life, and you just have a checklist of things to do to mess with them. So like, there's a farmer, and you might be told... In his level, hey, you all—you just have to spray water on the farmer, and you're a goose, and you're just the worst. And if Sydney, you have to go watch trailers of it or people play it because it looks so funny. Because <laughs> it's like a cute little art style, and you're just a goose that is messing with people. One of the in the Switch trailer, which came out quite recently, uh, one of the jobs that he has to do is wash clothes. So he's pulled all of the clothes that a person has into a pond, and then he has a bar of soap. And the person's just looking at him and you are playing the goose and you just drop the soap into the water and walk <laughs> off with your life because you're the worst. Oh my god. You will like it. Uh disagree. 
I think Sydney will like it. I think she'll think it's too silly. Like, in, a, in not in, like, a cutesy way, but in a bad way. No, I disagree. Maybe. It looks... It, it feels like a niche in a game that, um... What was it? Donut County? Yeah, I don't know yeah. If it, that, like that's that. what it is. It's, yeah, it's like a similar thing, but that one... They didn't fit, there wasn't that much personality to what you were doing because you were just like you were a hole that expanded. Uh, yeah. This one, it feels like you have so much personality in the way that you choose to be the worst goose. Uh, I'm going to play it. So even if Sydney doesn't like it, that's fine. I will play it and I will enjoy it. Yeah, it definitely seems unique. It's not really my thing. Like, I'm not that interested in it, but I'm excited to hear what, like, whether it's good or not. Right. Sid, do you have opinions on horrible Go- on Untitled Goose Game? I mean, I think this is the first she's hearing about it. It sounds interesting. Um, just reminds me that all waterfowl are horrible, mostly. Uh, yeah. It's true. And I keep thinking about this weird quote I can't remember, so mostly I'm just lost in thought about that. Is it ducks are it the devil? Sound- no, it was something really dumb. Like, the world may change, but ducks are still the same. It was something weird. Okay. Weird. What's your, what's, all right. Sydney. Yeah, I'm ready to move on. What's your number three? Oh. Okay. Um, so my number three is the game we found last year as a group. Uh, it's Boyfriend Dungeon, which was scheduled to oh. be released this year. So this game, it doesn't say what day. It just says released in this year. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what you do in this game is take your weapons out on dates mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. level them up. It looks great. That's a word. And then I, um, it looks very funny. I'm on board with this game. I I think that there's not enough weird like blending of genres happening, and I like the idea of a dungeon game where you're like dating your weapons and stuff. It's very strange. Yeah, I, like I'm not the the. Conceptually, I'm like that could be cool. Like that could be interesting. Like I, every time I see the gameplay, I'm like, ah, oh, that kind of looks really generic, though. I don't, I don't know. If but, it was made by Nippon Ichi, it would be the best JRPG of the year. Probably. Like they would, they would do that game perfectly. But this is an indie thing. It's like it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Looks cute. I'm very excited to hear what you think of it, Sydney, because I suspect you'll play it before me. I will Not still sure. play it, but. Boyfriend dungeon. Yeah. Most likely it's on my wish list. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that how you decide if you're going to. You'll buy it or somebody will buy it for you? Oh. I think that just means she's, she's committed. She's put it on the list. Yes. I'm going to footstep on my wish list and just assume that I'll get to play it like with no money. Just be like, this one. It'll be fine. Oh, then you can buy it for me. It's fine. Right, for myself first. What's your number three? Um, sure. This this is where it starts to get a little bit tougher for me. But uh, for my number three, I think I'm going to go with Captain Marvel. Uh, uh, the most interesting of the three coming out this year. Yeah. Was that the one that you thought we would cross over on? I, it's the one that I thought there was a chance. Everything else on my list, I was like, no. It it was the. Uh, the only Marvel movie I considered. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested in, in Captain Marvel, uh, partially because um, I'm I'm interested to see 
what they're going to do with that character uh especially going into like the next couple movies because it they've pretty like clearly stated that um captain marvel is going to be like a pretty big deal um in some of the upcoming films so I'm, i want to know more about the character it's not a character i know a lot about the trailer was interesting there were like some not problems i had with it but some things where i was like meh uh particularly like when she was all i i know the mohawk and her powers are a fixture but in the trailer i thought that the cgi there looked a little bit off like i don't know uh but i am really i i'm excited for it i think it's like this is marvel's first female lead film right am i, am I correct uh, i think so yes except ant-man and the wasp depending on how you view that but yes it is the first one that she is front and center the main character yeah okay which is good yeah. it's important it should not have taken this long like it feels right almost insane that it has taken this long to get to a female helmed mcu well a movie one because jessica jones exists but, right, yeah. Uh, and it's great. So hopefully this will also be great. I, this is, like I said, the only Marvel movie I'm really hyped for. But I think it's just oversaturation for me. Like, there's just mm. so many Marvel movies. Like, and unless they're doing something different. And I think part of the trailer stuff for this one is that they might be trying to hide tonally what they're doing with the movie. Like, because in, in we've talked way. before about... Uh, well, in the way that I was about to explain before you interrupted sure. Uh, we've talked, tonally was probably not the right word, but we've talked before about how most Marvel movies are a superhero movie in a different genre. So like Ant-Man is a heist movie. Uh, the Captain America ones are like political thrillers occasionally and stuff like that. So there's generally another layer to it that's not just this is the superhero story. Uh, and I think there will be something like that in this movie. But, uh... I'm not sure. I don't think so. What that will be. I think it's going to be one of the more straight up superhero movies in comparison. Um, just Sydney, because of the way about, they frame it. Talk about Marvel for long enough for me to answer the phone. Sydney <laughs> has no words for Captain Marvel. I don't. Actively against it. I'm fine with it. I'm just joking. It'll- This would be a good one for you because I know, like, I, I I feel like maybe I'm wrong. Are you? You're not like caught up on. You haven't watched all of them, right? I think I've watched all of them except for Spider Man and Ant Man. Okay. Oh, I'm wrong. Then. For some reason, I thought that you were missing more. I knew that you had seen uh, Infinity War, but I thought that you because it is kind of outs not outside of the continuity, but you know, it's somewhat of a prequel, I guess you could say. Feels weird to say mm-hmm. that, but it takes mm-hmm. place in the nineties, anyways. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm I, I I'm partially excited to see some of like the background characters actually for for Captain Marvel um, as well. Oh, have they announced which ones are gonna show up? I haven't looked at the casting list or anything for this movie, to be honest. Uh, so, yeah, when I say background characters, I'm talking about like very background, but they have. Uh-huh. So, um, Digimon uh, House Anso, uh, his character is going to be in it. He was in Gardens of the Galaxy 
one and not two, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've seen two. Uh, and I'm interested in seeing, like, because he's going to be, like, on the good guy's side, technically. So I'm like, I want to see that transition. Same thing with, with Ronan, I think. And, like, I also want to see Do La, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I'm back. Uh, like, I'm interested in seeing that. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. I don't right. have a thing today, so I had to answer the call. Uh, yeah. It's, the like I said, probably the most interesting one for me, but uh, we'll see. It comes out soon, which is nice as well. Uh, my number three is a TV show that will premiere February 15th. Uh, it is a superhero TV show called The Umbrella Academy. And uh, mainly it's because I just like different stuff. Like, I like superhero things, but we're getting something that's different now. It's a... It's not the same. It's got an X-Men-y feel to it, but that's not what Umbrella Academy is really about. It's got a good cast as well. Uh, I'm just pretty excited to see it. I haven't read the comics. Uh, which it's a, it's a, From what I know about it, because I, I have looked into it a little a tiny bit, it's definitely like on the weirder side of superhero comics as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I like the idea that... Uh, it's it's sort of a Professor X kind of thing where a a rich uh, guy gets together these powerful pe- uh, children who were all born. They were born right. randomly out of nowhere. The women were not showing signs of pregnancies or anything. And he collects uh, seven of them. Uh, and then they are brought back together when he dies. And that's like the beginning of the show. But I just am interested in what they do in a world with so much saturation of superhero stuff, it's a non-Marvel, non-DC uh, superhero thing. So, like, like Watchmen. I nearly I considered Watchmen for the list as well, but uh, this one at least is something different and we haven't seen before, whereas we have seen versions of Watchmen. Right. Uh, I saw, yeah. I saw, like, I, I did see the trailer for this. This is by, uh, the original comics uh, were written by Gerard Way, by the way, uh, from mm. My Chemical Romance. It was somewhat interesting. Uh, I don't know. I saw Ellen Page, and I was like, hmm. I don't know. But, like, I had a weirdly... I, I, I've never had that, because like, I like a lot of the other stuff that she's on, but I was like, eh, I don't know. Did you see Flatliners recently? Is that why? You saw the, re- the I did see a little bit of that on... Someone that else might be watching why. it. That might be why because, I didn't think about that. Because I watched Flatliners, and it made me dislike Ellen Page. <laughs> yeah. And I like Ellen yeah. Page. But... Like, she makes so many things that are good and, like, if not good, interesting. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm on board for this as a uh, as a new thing to kind of experience. So, yeah, my number three is The Umbrella Academy, and it's out pretty soon next month. Mm. Sounds great. A lot great. of this stuff is very much um, early 2019, I feel, so far. Uh, maybe I'd have to actually check. Well, you pick stuff with re- firm release dates, and that's kind of harder to that's do. True, that's true. But even your guys' uh, stuff. Well, less so Sydney, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Disco Elysium might not come out, and Untitled Goose that's Game true. is early 2019. Uh, but yeah, my stuff is a little bit earlier, but it just happens to be that way. Some yeah. of the stuff on my short list was later back. So. Okay. Um, Sydney. 
So my number two most anticipated is a book, actually. Um, She's taking the book high ground. We can never win that back now. I mean, I have a... Which book? I mean, I have a book, but I don't know if it's going to come out this year. I'm going to guess no. So I, I couldn't put it on the list. Um, it's from one of my favorite authors, Ian S. Thomas, whose middle name is not Saint, no matter how much I keep... Like, whenever I read his name, I think it is. What is it? I, I can't remember. I just know it's definitely not Let's just Saint. guess. Let's all three of us make a guess, and then one of us will look it up. I think it's Sebastian. Ian Sebastian Thomas. Sean. Sean. I will look it up. His male names are never as good as you want them to You gotta be. guess. You gotta guess, Sydney. I have to guess? Why? Because that's the game that we are playing uh, on your lack of knowledge. It might not be it his actual be this name hour. either. It, it might could be, be a, Sarah. It might be a pen name. There might not be a middle name. He could have a. It's a mystery. Though. We'll never. Well, his. The name Nor that used to be used was. Please find this. So. <clears throat> Anyways. Um, I can't find it. So. Yeah, I can't either. I feel like I it's a, probably a pen name. Probably. But anyway, so the book that's coming out is called Every Word You Cannot Say. It is somewhat connected to the series I wrote this for you, but also not, which I'm excited. It's a poetry series, so it's not like... Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just he hasn't released anything in a while that wasn't just like all the other previous works like bundled up in one safe place to have, even though I have them all individually, so I don't need the other book, even though I'm probably going to get it. <clears throat> But I'm just excited to see something new coming from him. He writes really pretty prose. Wait, is it a poetry book or not? Sorry, this is poetry. He has other books. Okay, okay. I was like, I got confused for a second. Uh, what's it called again? Uh, Every word you cannot say. Every word you cannot say. Which is a bad lesson for people trying to read our poems. Every word in that book you're not allowed to say. You can't vocally read the poems. It's very sad. Yeah. Is it, <laughs> is it very, like, uh, just out of curiosity, is it very, like, modern poetry, like, with just abstaining from any sort of meter or rhyme scheme or any thought to any structure you, whatsoever? You mean or... writing? You mean writing? It's modern you, poetry, but it's really nice. <laughs> what do you mean, Jack? Sorry, somebody started doing something outside my window. Um, I mean, what you're explaining without any no. meter or rhyme scheme or anything is just writing. No, I'm talking about stuff where it's like a word on the page, bottom left corner, another word on the page, poetry. Uh, oh, that's not that poetry. No. Bullcrap. That's, that's bad art. Exactly. But people call There's it There's writing, poetry. but it's not just like random words, but it's still so, kind of mod. I don't expect you to tell me like what kind of poetry it actually is because i don't yeah it's fine I know you're not it's good i enjoy that. it okay are you telling me that i could release a poetry book that was just random words placed on a page and say that that see, was an artistic see, vision of poetry thing. here's the thing you have to know people to do that and have it sell yeah now, i don't want it to sell it I just won't sell well either be, i just want people to be like flooded with these yeah. awful poetry if books. you want like a couple jobs who work in universities to read it? Yeah, you could do that. Well, I mean, I could do that anyway because I could get both of you to read it. So I don't work. Like you just university. read stuff. I go to university. I, don't I thought you were crap. saying that you did something that 
you were telling me something that sounded like work and I wasn't really listening, as is typically the case. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, can, let's, is yours also a book of poetry? Because mine is poetic, my number two. Okay. Uh, no, mine is not a book of poetry. Uh, I'm reading a book of poetry, but I have to, and it's not that enjoyable. It's all right. I, Milton's okay. It's it's okay. He's no Ian S. Thomas, that's for sure. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, yeah, my number two is going to be. Uh, did I write too many? I did. Fuck. How did that happen? <laughs> no, you have. Now you have three in um, two slots that you have to deal with. God damn it. Wow. This is the professionalism that you can come to expect. From I don't the know how I did that. <laughs> I didn't like number. I wrote, I wrote it down. Um, what was that? He, he's got three in, to fit into two slots now. <laughs> because he wrote so I, have to, I have to cut something out, and it's the top three as well. So what I would have cut was Game of Thrones. Well, you let just, uh, okay, just do two okay. right now. Uh, my, my, my number two is going to be Us by Jordan Peele. Sure, okay. We talked about that already. Yeah. One of the things I'm cutting out is something that I talked about last, last time. Mm. Good. See you later, Kingdom Hearts. No. Damn it. God damn it, Jack. Oh, Oh, sorry, did I ruin? You did, did ruin, I ruin my number, number one. one. Yeah. Yeah, it was the most obvious number one. Everybody that listens to our show would know what it was. Yeah, well, you still. Uh, I mean, uh, feel I'm free to cut it out. It I'm it happy is. to not talk about no, it. Um, one. You can talk about other thing. Yeah, Sydney wasn't here uh, when we talked about us. No, it was no. last week. Uh, um, but I'm, I'm excited for it. I thought the trailer looked really interesting. I don't know. What did, did you have thoughts? I don't know if you've even... No. Well, we learned yesterday that Sydney has That's right, seen you haven't seen Get Out, so, like, I don't... Right. Never mind. You should watch Get Out, and then you should watch the trailer for us. Yes, do that. It's good. It looks good. Like I said last week, Jordan Peele is doing good work right now. Like, he is... He has a strong directorial game, so... Uh, yeah, good choice. I mean, well, it's a little redundant because we talked about it last week, but good choice nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two is an album, and I had a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of albums coming out next year that I'm interested in, but with albums, I can't say that Mark Ronson's To Be Advised album, which will come out at some point next year, is like my most anticipated because there's no information about it. So this made the list because it, there's been two songs. It's coming out March 1st. There's been two songs released, and they are Zombie Bastards and Can't Knock the Hustle, and they are both great, and I love both those songs, so that is a good sign for Weezer's The Black Album. Also, Weezer's had a resurgence lately, which is cool, with their whole Africa thing. Uh, But yeah, I like Weezer's not... I thought that album came out already. I feel like Can't Knock the Hustle came out like forever ago, it felt like. No, yeah, it did, but these are these are songs from the Black Album. Hmm. So, I'm like, and I like Zombie Bastards more than Can't Knock the Hustle. Uh, no, I like the beat. But, can't, can't Knock the Hustle has just got like it's a yeah, jam. If if you haven't seen Can't Knock the Hustle, doesn't sound like a Weezer song. Like the Weezer songs it that sounds like a Black Keys song. Yeah, it's got a very. You should go watch if you haven't listened to the song. Don't just listen to it. Go watch the film clip because it has Pete Wentz from Fallout Boy as an Uber driver, and it's very funny. 
Uh, it's not funny, but like it's weird to see Pete Wentz as like a weird little Uber driver. Uh, but yeah, I, like Weezer's not one of my favorite bands. They are. I like a lot of songs that they've released, but I don't very often sit down and listen to an entire album. But I was looking at music releases, and it said these two songs were from their new album. I'm like, oh, that's going to be a great album. Like, if the first two songs you release are that good, even with the natural drop in quality, it will still be great. So, Weezer the Black Album. Also, boring name for an album, but classic. It's a classically good name. Well, you know, but they have the naming scheme. They kind of have to stick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Sydney, do you like, have you heard any of these songs slash do you like Weezer? I don't like Weezer and I have not heard any of these songs. I don't like I don't Weezer. Think you would just they're just like, they're so palatable. What, what makes you not like Weezer, Sydney? I have a memory of not liking them. I don't know if I do currently. I will give them a listen again. But at no, this just, moment, I, mind, it, I don't know. I always find it curious that people don't like particular bands. But, okay. Uh, yeah, that's my number two. Sydney, what is your number one most anticipated thing for 2019? And if you say it's a Weezer album, you're going to be devastated. <laughs> so my, oh, my God. So... My number one is a reboot of something I watched as a child, and it was one of the first like animes I ever watched, knowing it was an anime. It's Fruits Basket. It's getting a reboot that will be more accurate to the manga, which I read the whole thing of while I was in middle school, I want to say. You were an, an age, an age where that was appropriate. Yeah. I was like, a child, a teen, a teen. Well, if you were in middle school, you were, you were probably a teen or preteen. I was both of, that, both of those are still children. Yeah. Like, anyway, sure. this is a weird distinction to be making. It really is. So Fruits Basket is a, it has a weird story. Essentially, this girl, like, her mom dies, so she moves in with a classmate. And then... You know, Japan. Turns, yeah, because yeah. anime trope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it turns out, like, the classmates part... No, I can't explain this without ruining anything about, like, the actual story. And is I it, can't remember what yeah, happened. Yeah, just what, Sydney, what is it tunneling? Sydney has talked... Yeah, is it, like... I've talked so much about it to these guys. I don't know but is it, like, for... Is it for, like, kids? Or is it slice of life? Is it funny? Is it sad? Is it dark? Is it, like... Do you... Surreal. Is that fighting all the time? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, uh, Fruits yeah. Basket is kind of a slice of life type deal. It deals with some s- sad things, but that doesn't take away from the general tone being upbeat. And the s- new studio that's taking care of it, because mm-hmm. uh, they released a trailer for it, it looks really well done. Like, did they change the? I haven't seen this trailer. Did they change the visuals a lot? Does it feel updated, or does it have that kind of? Because, you know, an- anime has more. eras, much like other forms of animation. Mm. Uh, it looks like it has more, like, more of a modern anime tone. Mm-hmm. I-, I just meant, like, visually, though. Oh, like, I mean, it looks prettier. Character. It doesn't show a lot of the characters in the 
uh, the teaser trailer they released. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm always like interested because there was a very clear divide between like <laughs> the eyes definitely got started to get bigger as we went on a little bit, and then yeah, some frames changed and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like there's that that very old school thing that most people would associate with anime. I think like. Yeah. The people that watch Dragon Ball and stuff like that would be like, that's what anime is. Whereas anime is far wider than that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like the uh, garbage Inuyasha animation that people are like, that's what anime is. Mm-hmm. That and screaming names. Are you, when you say garbage Inuyasha anime, do you just mean the, the whole show? Or I don't agree with the statement. I, by the I, way. Meant, I meant the animation in Inuyasha is like very typical. But I do also mean that the show is garbage. Okay. Uh, That's fine. I watched the teaser trailer, and I feel like, as somebody that hasn't seen the original, that feels quite traditional in its art style. It's still very pretty, but like, okay. I also don't know that much about anime, so except for that Inuyasha is bad. Inuyasha is fine. If if anybody has uh, wants to argue with me, you can tweet at Act Five C Nine about Inuyasha. What you're supposed to say is don't at me. That's like the thing now. Yeah, but I mean, people can at me because I don't check it. <laughs> I'm just saying, either talk to Sydney about Inuyasha or send her pictures of fruit, spark, fruit baskets because I think that would be funny. All right, all right. <laughs> it's true. So, Sorry, mean, let's talk about Kingdom Hearts for some reason. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3. It's going to be great. Looks great. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I like it. It's, My number it's the, one. It's the end of. Hold on. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to. I can mute you. I have this power. Jack. <laughs> You've, oh, you've miscalculated. Mute me. Uh, I, I, do have to, I do have to mute you as well, Sydney. I'm sorry. I can't Oof. just mute, mute one of you. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm like, I, they, they've said that they might do games in the future or that they're, they're probably going to do more games in the future, but this is the last, like, this is the end of a drill. Uh, what, like, whatever comes next, they're, they're wrapping up previous storyline. So I like. I just want to know what's going to happen. And also, the gameplay looks good. It looks great. Um, I'm excited. Now you mm-hmm. can continue, Jack. My number one is a TV show. It doesn't have a release date, which is weird, because the trailer feels old now. Uh, but it... What? No, keep going. I just... I don't know how a TV show could not have a release date. But exactly. Exactly. I looked it up. I'm like, oh, well, I don't need to look up TV shows. But then I watched, looked up Umbrella Academy. It's just like coming 2019 to Amazon. I'm like, weird. Uh, it stars David Tennant and Michael Sheen. And is based on a uh, book by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. And ah. it's Good Omens. Is it, that's an Amazon Prime show, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. That, that, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's a streaming thing, but like even Netflix are like, "Hey, here, have our shows now." Uh, I haven't read the book. I really like Terry Pratchett, but I tend to, for some reason, I because I haven't read every Terry Pratchett book, I tend to stay away from stuff that he did with other people until I've read all of them. And because there's so many, and like I can't afford books all the time, uh, it's not that easy. Right. But the trailer looks really good. I really like David Tennant and Michael Sheen, particularly playing the kind of characters they seem to be playing in this, uh, and. The whole thing just looked really, really interesting to me and it kind of showed that uh, I can't think of 
another one that's like this that I am that interested in watching. Uh, it also uses uh, You're My Best Friend by Queen and is actually not used poorly, which is very weird. Normally that song is used very badly, yeah, yeah. except for except for in the Will and Grace finale. But I had forgot, yeah. kind of forgotten about this. Yeah, it's a it's a long time ago. When I looked up, I I went through and I looked up uh, albums, games, movies. I didn't have any movies on my list, but just because mm-hmm. I don't get that excited for movies. Sure. Uh, but I was watching. I looked at this. And I'm like, oh, good omens. That's going to be my number one. And then I kind of moved from there. And nothing I put on my short list pushed it out. Uh, so yeah, it just looks really interesting in the pedigree of both Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett is very strong. They make really interesting uh, worlds and character choices and stuff like that. And David Tennant's great, and I really like him. And uh, Michael Sheen's also very good. And their like dynamic is very funny to me. I don't know why. It's like a buddy cop end of the world thing, right? That's that's how it feels from that trailer. Um. Kinda, yeah. I guess you could say. So, sort of it has that, that thing of like the Buddy Cop is, yeah, I felt like I, w- I was gonna say yes, but then like the Buddy Cop I feel like is kind of specific. But I see what you're getting yeah. at. Yeah. yeah, it's like a Yeah. It's like two against the world, which is an interesting thing to do when one's a demon and one's an angel. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Neil Gaiman's been getting some some screen. I'm I'm wondering what Neil Gaiman thing. I know this is like also a Terry Pratchett thing, but I feel like I don't know if this would have gotten made without Neil Gaiman being attached because he's gotten now a couple TV shows. Well, it's it's very English, right? Like yeah, because the cast is English. It's made. I, I think it's made by BBC, like proper BBC. Uh, uh, no offense to BBC America, but. I don't know about that. I have the Wikipedia page open. You'd think that I could look. Uh, yeah, it's produced by BBC Studios, which is the British one. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I think Terry Pratchett is definitely a more British thing than it is anywhere else. Like, I think English people appreciate that comedy a lot. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm just very excited for it. It's an old book as well now. It's like... 30 years old. Huh. So, but also, the original one has Terry Pratchett as the first person, and I'm sure that every release of it now would have Neil Gaiman as the first person. Yeah, almost certainly. Uh, mm. I, th- I think he just has, he, he breaks out, whereas Terry Pratchett, of that, that like being very, very British, where Terry Pratchett doesn't very much, uh, to, to, mm. in the same way, anyways. Uh, especially like I mean, American Gods is very much not British at all, uh, from the concept to to the execution. I think the uh, the writing. Um, the um, there's a thing about the writing of Good Omens, and Terry Pratchett says, uh, "If you have an idea during brainstorming a session with another guy, whose idea is it? One guy goes and writes two thousand words after thirty minutes on the phone. What exactly is the process that's happening? Because he did most of the physical writing. Because uh, mm-hmm. Neil Gaiman was writing Sandman so it's a very uh, <laughs> he said that uh, he did most of the physical writing for three reasons He Neil had to keep uh, Sandman going 
Uh, one person has to be overall editor and do all the stitching and uh, fill, filling stuff together, which was by agreement Terry Pratchett because I think at that time he had more experience with that. I'm, I'm uh, and his third thing is because I'm selfish and I wanted to write the good bits before Neil got to them, <laughs> which I think is funny. Uh, but yeah, it, it it just looks really interesting and it's a like there's a lot of this stuff that's kind of biblical in the modern day things happening happening right now and i'm excited to see this one in particular i didn't like american gods because i need some american gods is yeah i think it's hard to get into um but tongue is very like it, it like just keeps going it's like a freight train uh um, yeah it's also that was hard there were parts where that was kind of hard to watch uh if my if, brother if you're thinking of the tv show um, my brother suggested my mum read it, and she got halfway through and <laughs> talked to him, and she's like, "I'm not going to read this." It's a hard read as well. Like it's very, yeah. it's kind of slow. It doesn't because conceptually, like once you start getting into it, I'm like, "Oh yeah," you think like a bunch of like stuff's going to start happening, but it it doesn't get there as quickly as you think it will. I I liked it, uh, but I'm also more okay with slower stuff. Um, yeah, the TV show is very uh, gratuitous. <laughs> Very gratuitous, like violently, sexually, just oof. Yeah. So, um, I guess now's a good time as we have finished uh, the lists to go over some of the shortlisted stuff that was unlucky to miss out. Yeah. Uh, I had a uh, Zombieland two on my shortlist, but there's no trailer, mm-hmm. and it's literally just people have been talking about it, so that felt yeah, that feels impossible to put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Music-wise, the Raconteurs, which is a uh, Jack White's band, Childish Gambino, Mark Ronson, and Slater Keeney are all releasing albums this year, uh, which I'm excited for all of them. Sure. But n- none of them have a title. Uh, Raconteurs could be literally anything because Jack White is that guy. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for all of it. Mark Ronson's album is the one on which Nothing Breaks Like a Heart will be. Uh, and like with Weezer, if your first album on a. If your first song on an album is nothing breaks like a heart even if there's like a 50 percent drop of quality to the next best song that's still a pretty good album uh did i have some other shortlist stuff as well but sydney did you have any um i just had the movie which i definitely the men in black movie with tessa thompson and chris mm-hmm. hemsworth sure i am yes. as you know also excited that's, that is his name Yep. If that made your shortlist, why did that? If that made your shortlist for this, why did it not become our most anticipated movie? Hmm? Anyway, because I think uh, I we, when file. we were doing that, we also considered like this social aspect that the uh, like wider societal, yeah, societal. Mm-hmm. I uh, had Autumn's file on my shortlist, hmm. which is interesting because you haven't read the books, so. I've read, the, oh, you've read, I've read the, the first the graphic, book. I read the graphic novel of the first book and then the book. Oh, you mean the one where Butler looks super fucking weird? <laughs> yeah, which is kind of, I think, why when you said uh, that you thought it lo- he looked weird in the trailer, I was just like, I don't see it. I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm just like, he always kind of looks weird. Like, it, it, it's different. Uh, yeah, uh, so uh, yeah. I had that on there. Uh, did you have anything else on yours, Andrew? Um, the one that I took off was Avengers Endgame. Okay. Obviously. 
Uh, I, I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, as far as like, st there was some stuff that I kind of thought about. I didn't compile a shortlist, uh, so to so to speak. But um, I was kind of looking through. Uh, there aren't like a lot of games with first firm release dates yet. I did. I did. I wrote down and then took off. Um, uh, uh, the Outer Worlds, the the um, mm. game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really, I'm just like excited to see people, like Bethesda get like a SmackDown, the SmackDown that they deserve after Fallout 76. Like that's the, that's the biggest excitement for me. I, think. I had I had two issues with the Outer Worlds. One, they also said we're not going to do romance, and I'm just like, just why? It's it's taking a step back to like take that out of games. Do it better. If you think that it's done poorly in games for whatever reason, or it takes away from something, do it better than that. Well, uh, I, and I also. Think... I think you also have to, because this is this is they they made this before the micro they they didn't have the Microsoft money for this. Yeah, I, I think when you consider that and you're considering what they're doing, I think prioritizing is a good thing. Because uh, mm -hmm. I would rather that they didn't do it than they did it poorly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I see guess. what you're saying. I see what you're saying, but that's uh, just my opinion. But also, when I watched the trailer, it's like, oh, I hate every all of the comedy. That they are trying to do every everything that they thought was funny. I was like, "That's not funny." So it just like, like was not the kind of comedy that I was into. Mm -hmm. I'll still play it because I play most games. But sure. yeah, I think uh, and also I like Obsidian, so I'll probably still play it for that reason. And I do want to play a good version of Fallout because I haven't enjoyed a Fallout for a while. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, in terms of games for me, I had a there's a game called Bravery Network Online which uh, there's a te teaser trailer for, and it just looks like if you got a squad of teenagers that were from Scott Pilgrim and they had to fight another squad of teenagers that were from Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> it's that, but it's a turn-based like <laughs> RPG almost. Uh, so I don't, don't I have no idea what that is. It made my shortlist just because it's weird. There's a game coming out called uh, Ancestors to Humankind Odyssey, uh, which builds itself yeah. as you play five over that? millions of years. But like... And I don't know, if it's good, it's going to be amazing. But it will be bad because of gaming. <laughs> like, the, the trailer because looks the way very that weird. Work, the trailer doesn't look good. No. Because you sp play over the span of millions of years, but the change is like, you don't go through much of a physical change, but you start being one ape. And then eventually you're like a colony of ape people. And you have like a kid on your back and stuff. Yeah, it could be good. It feels very like spore in the sense that like being promised a lot that I'm not sure they can deliver yeah. on. The only reason that like I have any faith in it is because it's the people that made Assassin's Creed. Hmm. Like, so they have right. pedigree for doing stuff that's new and innovative. Uh, and then my big thing that was number six uh, that just missed out was a game called Phoenix Point, which I might have talked about before. Uh, I feel like uh, we've mentioned it at least once. We, you and I, I think, have talked about it. It's coming out in June, and it's created by the person that made the original XCOM. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and if you look at it, it's XCOM, but there's like some extra stuff in it that's pretty interesting. Like, there's willpower is not a hidden stat. It's like a thing that can be drained by stuff. Uh, so you're not just. I hate in XCOM that you just get panicked randomly, uh, and instead of having a, it will say, "Hey, you have a." 40% chance to hit, or not really, because it's normally 25% increments in XCOM, right? 
Yeah. Uh, this one has a almost Valkyria Chronicle sort of thing where you can manually aim where you'd like to hit, and you have a red reticle and an orange reticle, and 100% of the time the bullet will fly within the red reticle and 50% of the time in the orange reticle. So you can kind of give yourself a better chance to hit or miss, or if something's got cover, that affects it differently. Uh, so you can like uh-huh. you can do stuff there, and it's a very different aiming style than just being like, yeah, you have like you're making a strategic choice about what you're aiming at as well, as opposed to yeah, you've got fifty percent chance to hit, whatever. Sure. Uh, um, yeah, for for me, other things that didn't make the list: um, Fireman Far From Home. I saw the trailer; looks interesting. Um, I I kind of like I want to know what they're gonna do with Mysterio. We've got Jake Gyllenhaal there, and I don't know. I want it to be the, I can't remember what the Spider-Man storyline is, but the one where Mysterio is just a guy. Like, and he's a guy that just, he just tries to ruin Spider-Man's life. And it's not like, there's nothing supernatural about Mysterio there, or anything like that. He just, Mysterio he's is just a dude. typically just a guy. Like, that's the typical yeah, but thing. Th- there's one in particular that where he's, like the stuff that he does is so it's so cruel and mean but then i think at the end he just like gets shot and dies it's it's uh, a weird okay. there's a there's a comic book arc that's just uh mysterio is a dude that gets really angry at spider-man and does some really heinous things to spider-man and other people and then just because there's nothing super powered about him at all he just like is shot by a guy mm. uh, but yeah, I, I want it to be something interesting. Uh, I think Jake Gyllenhaal's good casting for it. Yeah. Because he's good at playing a slightly unhinged person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I mean, I'm always excited for Star Wars stuff, but I, 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 I was didn't even... I, no, I didn't even consider it. Because, like, I have no idea what they're doing for Episode Nine. Oh, like, even a little bit. I know that Ray's going to be in it, and that probably she's going to fight with ben at some point but i mean who knows at this point who cares at this point is my feeling but like, well you know, not enough a lot to be on your list well we, like again also i mentioned this earlier we like there's no trailer as well so it, it's very far out uh it doesn't mm. come out till december like it's very this much was... end of the year this was the one of the few movies that I was like, if you put this on with no trailer, that's okay, because it's Star Wars. But, mm. yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I think uh, just Sydney, with the list of five, it, I, it felt kind of hard to justify to myself yeah. internally. This is the... Uh, this We talked about it before, that this felt the most limiting. Did you have anything left, Sydney, that you didn't you wanted to mention? Uh, oh, just the Wurukoi OVA. That was okay. syllables. Yep. Uh, let me just try to remember what the. No, it's Wotokoi. It's Love is Hard for Nutaku. Okay. It's an anime. There's an OVA coming out, which I didn't feel I could justify adding because it's not mm-hmm. a whole season. It's I looked it up. They're just releasing one episode, and it's like a prequel episode. Like mm-hmm. it's about them and being in high, like their high school days, which I was curious about, and I'm really excited to see. But. <laughs> not a whole thing it's just one thing sure. that i'm just gonna want more from so i am uh i do want to mention uh john wick 3 i i'm kind of just interested like to see if it's gonna do as well if like they can carry on the momentum 
yeah. I like yeah. Keanu Reeves. So, I think, like, if he's, I think Keanu Reeves is the reason they can. Yeah, yeah. I think that he's like he's capable of like I'm, carrying I'm it on, and people will watch it for him more than maybe Liam Neeson. <laughs> uh, well, also people like people are never going to forget that dog. So it's just got so much yeah. credit built up. Yeah. Anyway, I think that is the entirety of this list episode. Uh, Sydney, you know you can't have Fruits Basket as number one on your next list as well, right? The next list we're going to be doing is a top five shows from my childhood. I had to think about it. I was like, why would that even come up? Yeah. No, you just, like, you can't just have Fruits Basket on every list. (laughs) You can, but it's we're like, we're not going to give it any screen time. You'll you'll say fruits it's basket, fine. and we'll no, move. Just, no, no, we're going to. You have to speak for double the amount of time as you did about it. You have to time. do a, a video, a visual <laughs> essay on fruits basket that we'll, then you'll send to us, and we'll watch. Sure, I'll re- I'll rewatch it. Ugh. I was going to do that anyways because it just means coming. I'm going to have to listen to stuff about fruits basket for two weeks. It's you did a this to cute anime, guys. Yeah, but that to there's me, a, there's literally a billion cute animes. Also, like to me, like you just put two words that I don't like to go together together. Like I don't like cute and anime. I don't know. I like cute anime. Because <laughs> I because you don't like joy in your life, Andrew. No, it's because most of them are bad. Yeah, Andrew. Why are you so depressed all the time? God. Japanese animation is not a good uh, medium for things that are quote-unquote cute. And true, Elfin Light is adorable. Disagree. I don't remember which anime that is. It's not the one you're thinking of. Is Is it the one with the girl that, like, cuts people in half with her brain? Because that was the one I was thinking of. Okay, then yes, that is the one you're thinking of. Yeah, anime knowledge. That's cute. Whatever you say, buddy. Anyway, anyway. All right. Yes, this has been episode 15 of the Sogast, uh, our most anticipated slash optimist list for 2019. Uh, I am Andrew. You can find me at the links that are on the screen. For those of you listening, it's at Andrew underscore Bedoy on Instagram, uh, at Aquila underscore 21 underscore on Twitter. Uh, I posted some stuff on Instagram recently. I went some places. You're interested. Uh, Jack. Yeah, hi, I'm Jack. Also, bye. I don't. You can follow me at Gin Consequential on Twitter and Gin Consequential at, uh, on Instagram. I don't post anywhere. Follow Sydney. If you're gonna follow like if you're gonna follow me, follow Andrew and Sydney instead. You will get more intri- well, you will get content that way. Might not be more and interesting. Pre- I'm pretty interested. Also, if anybody is listening, Don't even try to please, you, please at Twitter, like at Act Five C Nine, uh, send Sydney pictures of actual fruit baskets. Because that will delight me to know it. Sydney. I can be found at Act5C9 on both Twitter and Instagram. I post on Twitter a bit and on Instagram a bit less. Mm. Will you post more on Twitter if people start sending you pictures of fruit baskets? If people follow me, I will start posting more on Twitter. Right. Follow Sydney and then send her a picture of a fruit basket. Or in whichever order you want to do those things. Or if you want to subvert the entire experiment, send her a basket made of fruit 
in which something else is. I don't know. Sure, if, if someone wants to send me like address from either of those two things, and if you can, I didn't mean do that. I actually to send it to her I will give you my address. Send her pictures. Yeah, don't do that. Anyways, uh, this is us <laughs> saying. Uh, have a good one. Bye.